bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. <laughs> and this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about the week in reality TV. Happy birthday to me and Martin Luther King <laughs> right. Jr. Mm-hmm. Dr. King, as I like to call him. Just kidding. I never call him Dr. Happy birthday. MLK, Jay, and me are like this. My B-Day is always on the holiday. Yeah. yeah. Always. I feel a connection, a deep connection. My birthday was Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we basically celebrated in Aspen, meow meow. We sure did, and it was a, <laughs> a loads of fun. It was boatloads of loads of fun, loads of jizzy fun. <laughs> so Andione, all the way from fucking England, yes, through the fucking interwebs, sent me an Ulta gift card, and <gasps> oh my god! And I'm already so here for Ulta, like I'm like just so into it. Angie Knox gave me a gift card for Christmas and the amount that I was on there acting like I had $950 and I'm just like, what should I spend this on? What should I spend? It? And then I finally did. And I was just like, so into it. And then Andione sent me one. So Amazing. I was like, yeah, I'm going to start it all and start the process all over again. So once I got Andione's, I spent the night of my birthday, um, again, perusing Ulta. I was looking at under eye patches and I was like, what, what will I spend my gift card on? Then while I was there perusing Ulta, I got a gift certificate through the interwebs again from our erotic third, Devin oh. Verana, mm-hmm. who has now become our patron saint of comfy shoe wear. Yeah, I would. She's like, exactly. <laughs> she's like our um, she's our like medicine woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's our makes like sure our acupuncturist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like our sexy yeah. acupuncturist <laughs> who lives in right. Texas. Yeah. And when and she's like, girls, I uh. <laughs> I understand that you're having trouble with your feet, so because yeah. I imagine she has a sexual chocolate chocolatey voice like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah, well, oh, Texas, that's right, girls. I, know. <laughs> I want you to. I want your feet to be to be uh, comfortable. She gave you. We talked about it on the Patreon. You guys Ugh. should go. We've been on a drug fueled, comfy shoe, mm-hmm. Aspen, vagine diatribe. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been wearing the UFOs and <laughs> it's like walking on um, a bed. Marshmallows. It's walking on marshmallows for your feet. And that's been amazing. Um, they're like when I work out, then I can go back and then I put them on and then I just go. Yeah, you're like, my feet are being comforted. It's me time. They're being cushioned. Yep. Now, Devin got them for Meow Meow and said she'd get some for me. And I'm like, no, let's just do it for Meow Meow. She has all the problems. She has most of the problems and all the problems in the world. And that's true. And so, and also wears hideous shoes <laughs> all the time. So I was like, okay, you. just, but then once you put your fucking feet in the marshmallows, it's fucking sucks when you don't have, and she got them for me for my birthday. So I have marshmallow feet now too, which is great. Yeah. Which is amazing. So thank you so much, Devin. <sighs> I'm so, we're going to be like, Fucking babe in Bondi with our matching UFOs <laughs> in Australia. You know what they say about thick dicks, Bondi? <laughs> you can't get a thick dick unless your shoe is touching on air. Is that right? My feet feel like thick dicks. Comfortable thick dicks. Is that what thick dicks feel like? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, but that's I the way I think of the, the boat shoes on that. I feel like I'm putting my shoe into a, my foot into a thick dick when I put my shoe into the UFOs. <laughs> Here my I come walking on two thick dicks on the, <laughs> on the uh, pavement, Bondi. Oh, so mm-hmm. those came and I was like, oh, my God, I felt so loved and cherished. And then mm. went by the French store on Martin Luther King Day because yes. they still kept the doors unlocked. Right. And I picked up my birthday gifts from 
just the the friends of my heart you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there there was i was like do i have any packages here <laughs> and of course i did and i was like it's Ugh. fine it's just my birthday it's fine and mm-hmm. he was like taking someone's passport pictures and could not be bothered i don't know if they don't have <laughs> birthdays in france i don't know yeah. We don't not care about birthdays. <laughs> we don't care about that for you. Once you are alive, you are just a drain on the system. <laughs> you would stop eating all of our breads and cheeses. <laughs> exactly. So I carried my packages out like, okay, well, fuck him. Somebody cares about me. <laughs> so, so nice, meow, meow. And like, like we sat here, boxes filled with little gifts for me that I, I opened mean, individually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so, so fun. Yeah. I'm going to run through these because we have a lot to get to today. Yeah. We have a lot, lot going on. There's a lot going on. Oof. But so I don't want to um, take up too much time. But I got a nice letter from Megan Canale. Mamia. <laughs> Megan. She came and saw us in Austin. Yeah. And she rented an Airbnb, drove down from Fort Worth, saw us at our live show mm-hmm. in Austin. Mm-hmm. Then... I was so drunk and so were you and so was she and we were like three drunken buffoons loving each other uh-huh. and she was like I rushed to my Airbnb and forgot your fucking gifts so she, she had to <laughs> mail us the gifts and the gifts were like t-shirts mm. and pictures and we have her picture Megan we have your picture right up on the wall we know exactly who you are yeah. she gave me a t-shirt that says you look weird and then on the back <laughs> it says you're gonna be weird uh-uh. and I wear it around and it basically just says to people you look weird like people Correct. look at me and it says you look weird right and it's so great <laughs> I love the fucking shirt. So she sent this letter. It says, J&B, wanted to send a little something to honor Brandy's B-Day. She said, I lost my dad this past summer. For the first few months, the only time I laughed was while listening to DGP and Patreons, while driving around aimlessly, during breaks, in between clients, and smoking cigs, and drinking coffee. The fact that she has clients, I yeah. mean, I'm I'm stuck on, I and mean, she lost her dad, and all I can think of is like, I wish I had clients. I know. What kind of clients does Megan have? <laughs> That's so just right on, it's right on brand just lately because we've been talking about loss and, you know. Yeah, people going through stuff, and yeah. you just never know, and we just really appreciate that, like, you think about your own self, and you think, like, what makes you laugh or what. Well, you we saw her in their- February, right? Right. Yeah. February of last year, right around Valentine's Day, we saw her in Austin, and then she lost her goddamn oh, dad. God. You know what I mean? <sighs> so yeah, that sucks. And you do We're you sorry. think about what you're going through or what loss? It's like we don't know. It's like you see someone, yeah. and then the next day, you know, it's like you, you just never know. And so yeah. so sweet that she even rewrote us and yeah. again, and that she's even still listening because mm-hmm. God knows I always think once people see a live show, they're like, and I'm <laughs> done with those tools. <laughs> So recently on the Patreon, people have discovered I've recently talked about my love for Don't Fuck With The Babysitter. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've definitely said it over the years on this podcast. She sent me a fucking sticker from the movie Elizabeth Shue, probably the exact scene on the subway. Don't fuck with the babysitter. And it says that and it's going right on the bulletin board in the drug den right next to Megan's picture. She also, because she's a lovely person, sent you two Star Trek cat pins for your jean jacket. And I was like, why do you get things on my birthday? But but they're so cute, Megan. The Star they're Trek so pins cute. are so fucking adorable. <gasps> and they're already pinned onto her jean jacket in the closet, mm-hmm. which is where they will stay until she wears her jacket and loses them. <laughs> so we will enjoy those. We'll take a picture before she promptly, quickly loses those. Uh-huh. I love the sticker. It is so genius. It's so great. Normally, gotta, we'd put the sticker on Mamma's guitar case, but I can't handle it. I need to see it on the bulletin board next to Megan. Great. So Julie Lang sent a battery of gifts. I miss Julie Lang, and I feel like she was she's such a good Fran and friend. Yes. That now we don't hear from her as much. And I honestly am just like, did we take Julie Lang for granted? Like, I miss Julie. Like, she's. She literally on my my we started the podcast in December of 2016 and on my birthday in 2017 she sent me like a song through the email like that's how long she's been coming through like wow. we had only had the podcast a month and then like last year she literally mailed me a gift at the place that we performed in New Orleans yeah it's like I love you so much Julie you make me feel so special you're just we love you so much so if we took you for granted come back and <laughs> Hopefully she's not going through anything mm. that, you know what? If God gets you to it, he'll get you through it. Right. We, we learned that on the circle. Okay. And that's a that's shitty right. trash Netflix show. Wow. 
Wow. It's the worst. We'll go ahead and maybe discuss that on the Patreon. But wow. Wow. It's such a bad show. Wow. But Julie, if God gets you to it, he'll get you through it. And I got a lot of good Mm. little isms Mm. from that show. Mm. So I hope that you're okay, Julie. And anyway, she sent me some Xanax. Nice. (laughs) She said she doesn't like pills or doesn't do pills. She's more of, she likes alcohol. You know what I mean? She likes alcohol, which is me too, girl. Me too. Right. But she skimmed some Xanax off a friend's prescription. And I just couldn't be happier. Megan Canale, by the way, said on her her letter, um, I wish I was brave enough to send drugs through, through the mail. Megan, that's how you do it. You basically just you just mail it. It's no problem. I wish you were brave enough too. But thank God, Julie sent some. Uh, I love getting drugs in the mail or by hand or by post <laughs> or just buying them on the street. Yeah, um, finding them. We love them in 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 all ways, and it's just funny because uh-huh. we've been talking about them a lot in the Patreon. We've officially yeah. cut it off. Correct. But for her to send, she sent Xanax. She sent little tiny um, airplane-sized bottles of liquor, which I love. Fucking love. Because when you're an alcoholic, you like to travel with tiny bottles right. of liquor. Right. And I am one. And so are you. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So we got all kinds of... And she sent it to us before. Usually when she sends us like Fireball and it's all... Literally, it's like 20 little bottles. Um, I'll drink it all in one night. <laughs> as if it was just one full bottle mm-hmm. um this time i vowed to take it on the road right not on the road while i'm driving i no, mean no. while i'm hiking yeah while i'm at the gym or, um, while i'm taking care right, of babies and elderly right. right anything while i'm handling precious materials right um anything large machinery important right mm-hmm. this bitch also got me an ulta gift card so now the Ulta's piling up. The I mean, I'm gonna own fucking Ulta, and I can't wait to make it my bitch. I mean, then while I was going through, she gave me these little makeup sponges. I opened the final thing, and it was a thing of under eye patches. Didn't I almost start crying, Mimi? You did. You couldn't believe it. You're like, wait, what? Wait, what? Oh my god! Yeah, like because you had just been looking at them when I got and- for them when I got Andioni's Ulta. Yeah. I was like, let me go and do a lot of obsessive drug-fueled research on which under-eye patch I should buy with my gift card. And then I couldn't make the decision. I couldn't pull the trigger. And then I get not only another Ulta gift card, I get under-eye patches. And I'm talking about all different ones. Right. Like just different ones for different things. Do you want brightening? Do you want tightening? Do you want bags? Do you want whatever? Right. All more eyes or whatever i want eyebrows i want two extra eyebrows Ooh, yeah. and five extra lashes <laughs> yes. it was all everything julie thank you so much it was just i was really like into it and it's just nice getting things you want sure is sure <laughs> it is. really is sure is christy coke a super super um great patreon subscriber mm-hmm. and listener to this podcast she's so thoughtful um lives in wisconsin she sent me a bag of goodies she sure did she just I think she just goes and I think she said and I mean I don't want to get her in trouble here I'm quite sure no one at her office or even in Wisconsin <laughs> listens to this besides her but I think she just goes in the back supply closet and just or maybe she goes to other people's desks and just deals no, off their desk that would be something <laughs> if anyone were to ever do that that would be great be like this is from Melissa's desk right this is exactly. from Chancey's desk I got desk. this off Jean's desk she's a bitch but she has really good taste in mints so she sent us Star Trek mints, pens, post-it notes, badger balm, which I've already put all over my lips, on my under eyes. Mammy has it on her lips. I did it on the back of my hands. Yeah. It's a big thing of balm. Yeah. I love a, a multi-use balm. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Um, it's called badger balm. Um, she sent a kazoo to uh, Marcela. If you guys wanted to get to know Marcela, you're going to have to subscribe to the Patreon. And she sent a Home Depot gift card for my fucking office chair, Ugh. which I am going to get yeah amazing so good thank you so much christy i'm glad people care that i need a new office chair i'm like mm-hmm. falling off of this one no, it's great we're gonna get off dumpling peas on it and we're scratches getting it this it. week we're getting it this week that's not dumpling it's me um lastly angie knox and i know we have to go i'm so sorry anyone just fast forward you motherfuckers <laughs> don't you fucking you eat tons of spicy fucking food and it's my birthday so angie knox sent a huge box angie just like between our three-year anniversary christmas and now my birthday she sent so many treats here she's so i mean just like the goddamn you know sister i, know. I never had it's amazing <laughs> just she's so sweet so she sent us three 
tiny red they're not trash cans like you'd have in your kitchen they're like no, trash the ones that bins. are outside they're trash bins yeah three tiny red trash bins filled with treats yeah like gum little tiny tools mm-hmm. one had another ulta gift card in it amazing i'm so so excited now Ange invented giving me ulta gift cards. she did and like i just I feel like a douche for even talking about it, but I just like love it. I love it. People never want to give gift cards for a birthday gift because they're always like, this is just not thoughtful. And I'm like, nope, sure is. Sure is. Sure is. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I know when I'm when I'm going to go on whatever thing, I'm like, I know exactly who gave it to me. I'm so excited. Right. I'm not having to go in my bank account. No, it's great. And you get what you want. And it's it's and plus you're spending that whole time like thinking about that person and you're shopping and you're getting what you know what i mean it's yeah. nice it's nice so nice so she also got starbucks gift card which went right in your wallet yeah that's great and some itunes gift cards which that's we will great. share we put those into the mutual bin great Mama gets all the starbucks ones and all the 7-eleven ones mm-hmm. because because i think donna Donna got us the <laughs> got you a 7-Eleven because mm-hmm. she rolls by. She needs the coffee. She I needs the fucking Gatorade. stopping by like I'm <laughs> driving a truck for yeah, a living. Yeah, she loves, I love loves that. Ooh, I love it. So that's so nice of Ange. Like everyone sends you little things too, Mim. Yeah, You're always great. welcome so to nice. any of my treats. Not really. You can- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are so thoughtful. They send you birthday presents and are always like, and here's something for Julie. And it's just like, God damn, I'm so lucky. Yeah. Oh, and sent Dr. Pepper Lip Smacker, which is my favorite. That's great. It's always if anybody's out there trying to like act like Chapstick is the business or Blistex or anything. It's all about Dr. Pepper. It gives you a pink tint without even meaning to. She gave us and she gave us some Dr. Pepper lip glosses, which are also good because they're not very sticky. But it's all about the Dr. Pepper lip smacker. She gave us that. She gave us some native deodorant. And I forgot to say Julie Lang sent us the eye patches in a native deodorant box. Which is great. Thank you guys for even buying Native. We really do love Native and um, appreciate you guys supporting them. She gave me a back lotion applicator. Bet you don't know about that life. No. It's called put lotion on a thing and put it all over your back. And you know what? I like that. The coup de gras, if you will, Memeo, and we've really got to get out of here, was the house. The house yeah. of Gaga. House of Gaga. I mean, who? I didn't even know. So H-A-U-S, that's Lady Gaga's makeup company. Yep. Ange is front and center for Lady Gaga. And if Lady Gaga doesn't know that and appreciate it, you know what? I'm quite sure she does. She probably knows Angie's fucking name. <laughs> she probably and does. So she sent me a couple lip, like lip glosses. Mm-hmm. From House and a little makeup, glittery, glittery bomb makeup mm-hmm. bag slash purse. Right. And a fucking gift card to House. And Ugh. then she put a note like, I didn't realize you were into the KKW makeup. And it's like, and whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold up. Hold on up. Huh? We uh, whoa. do some Kylie Jenner mm-hmm. eyeshadows. We do a Kylie Jenner eyeshadow palette from Ulta. But we do not go with Kim Kardashian West makeup line, Ange. Mm. What we're looking for from Kim, we want to we wanna support Kim. It's Skims. <laughs> okay? It's kimono <laughs> slash Skim. Uh, um, I'm looking for Meow Meow to get a t-shirt bra by Skim. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, Meow Meow, I'm, I want you to get some Skims. And she tried to get all offended like, I don't need fucking Spanx. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, they have a slip for you to wear under your dresses at night. So we don't Ugh. do we don't do Kim's makeup line, Ange. We do. We're doing her Spanx. We're here for her Spanx. So but now we're doing all house house yeah. of Gaga. Uh-huh. And she got me a gift card and it's completely on and so sweet. And it's like it's like and supporting Lady Gaga slash supporting us. And then we get to support Lady Gaga through right, Ange. And right. we're all just it's a circle jerk circle of support of life. Yeah, we need to get to eye of the shitstorm. We do. Thank you to everyone for all the love. I really like love you back. You take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. 
The national shitstorm is still hovering strongly over Trump's impeachment trial. The Senate hearing officially begins today, Tuesday, January 21st. And yesterday on Martin Luther King's holiday, Trump's lawyer submitted a 110-page brief to the Senate insisting that the charges against him were unconstitutional and asking the Senate to swiftly acquit him. Um, Did you know that this is the very first legal argument put forth by Trump's team since Nance Pelosi announced the impeachment inquiry last year? I did know that. I have literally not said a word. This is the first thing. It's a 110 page fucking brief. Now, I believe it's clearly meant to be a public message to the Senate Majority Leader Mitch Mm -hmm. McTurtle Mm -hmm. that he needs to facilitate a quick and speedy hearing and that all the Republican senators are expected to vote for a fast hearing and then vote for a dismissal of the impeachment articles. I think that Trump and the White House wanted to literally get on paper the words, (laughs) we want a fast hearing. Trump put together his, uh, you know, his um, his dream, like devil, devil, his dream devil lawyer team. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. With uh, Alan Dershowitz as like the lead fucking demon, right? And lead rapist, the lead rapist, and exactly who doesn't he have rape charges against him? Yeah. In fact, actually, like he's for so literal. gross. He's such a fucking garbage bitch. Now, Mitch McTurtle has already gone on record saying that in terms of the hearing, he'll do whatever Trump wants. He's he's he'll do it. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever Trump wants. So this 110 page brief exonerates McConnell of all blame and responsibility. He can hide behind it and say he was just following the directive of the White House and the Republican Party at large. As of now, McConnell has yet to announce how he's going to conduct the trial. And the argument has shifted from whether Trump's impeachment is unconstitutional to whether or not the trial itself is unconstitutional. McConnell has made it clear that he doesn't want to hear new evidence or testimony. Yeah, despite the fact that tons of new shit has come to light. Tons of new shit has come to light. Who needs it? Who needs it? Who needs it? And the bottom line is, this is what's up, my mail. Democrats have already proven that Trump withheld congressional aid money to Ukraine to try and force them to investigate Joe Biden's son. House Democrats and the House hearing and all the shit, they've already proven it, okay? It's done, been proven. And just like you said, more evidence came out last week thanks to Rachel Maddow and that whole fucking interview. But guess what? It doesn't matter because Republicans in Congress and regular American Trump supporters do not think what he did is a crime. They don't care, literally. Trump supporters don't think he should be impeached because they don't think what he did is a crime. It's not a matter of thinking he did or didn't do it. They all know he did it. They don't give a fuck. They don't think it's a big deal. And you know what? Unfortunately, the Democrats asked for this with Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton lied under oath, which is a crime, and absolutely fucked a teenager in the Oval Office. But Democrats didn't think it was a big deal. And here we are. Agreed. And it is, unfortunately for Bill Clinton, perjury is an actual crime on the books, while obstruction of, let's say, or uh, let's say um, the quid pro quo or whatever isn't necessarily a crime. So just like what he did with Monica Lewinsky wasn't a crime. Right. And it's like, that's when it comes down to like, it came down to a moral question of, oh, is that real corruption? And Alan Dershowitz went on the books and said Mm -hmm. um, that it was corruption, that it didn't matter that it was a real crime, that he... That he had corrupted the office, Bill Clinton. And now here's Alan Dershowitz defending fucking Trump. And they're all and Lindsey Graham and all of the Republicans are using the same argument that they used during Bill Clinton to use at this point. But they're on the other side of it. So they're saying that. Oh, all of them. uh, Literally, look at Lindsey Graham. We played Lindsey Graham's clip from the 90s. It's the same thing. We, You know, like. You need to look at the corruption of the office. You need to look at what they're doing. Is this what the office? And, and the Democrats are the same. The Democrats yes. who were for Bill Clinton and wanted to say this doesn't matter. It's not a crime. It's, it's all his sex life. It's right. personal. It's, personal. it's his personal it's like life. The Democrats are the same now. They, everybody's hypocritical, not just the Republicans. And I'm just sitting back fucking twiddling my thumbs laughing, going good, right. good. You and, and the House, you know, Nance Pelosi and all these people and God love them. They want to they want to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that the motherfucker, you know, withheld the aid in order to, like, help his own campaign. And it's like you've proven it. But at the end of the day, also, it's, you know, none of them or I guess Alan Dershowitz is saying it and they are having to come around to this, the circle around to this, which is to impeach a president. It doesn't even need to be an actual literal, literal, actual technical crime. However, the House and the Senate need to come together and go, you know what, what he did 
we can't have that be our president can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to agree that you can't strong arm and bully uh, another, you know, foreign leader or whatever, where we also know that is dealing with, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And or you don't it's get also to withhold aid that Congress voted on. Right. Why is Congress going and God forbid missing their stupid kids fucking in addition graduation. In addition, you don't get to decide who gets to testify. You don't get to obstruct justice you don't get to not give documents you don't get to not give testimony you don't get to say who gets to testify and who doesn't because at a regular hearing you wouldn't get to fucking do that no. you don't get to do that you're the, not a king the thing that that the lawyers put in that 110 page brief though that i did find and i and i have said this from the beginning they put that impeaching him impeaching trump would set a dangerous precedent and i 1000 percent agree and i have been saying that from the beginning and even like when you say which is great. Like we should impeach Mitch McConnell. You're 1000% also right. But the thing is, nobody wants to get behind that because everybody knows they've got their gay dead skeletons that are falling (laughs) out of their closet and they don't want to be looked into. No senators want to start a thing of impeaching because then they're all going to get impeached. And it's the same. And I've thought this, like I said, like I've already bragged about that. I said this from the beginning, if we impeach him and look, I'm happy to do it, then we better put someone there. That's fucking clean as a whistle because they will turn around next year and they won't stop fucking going into people's emails. But even then, even it's like, and I agree with you, but in addition, in addition to the house and the Senate, if we have Republicans on one side and Democrats on the other, they can't even agree to what is moral. What right. is uh-uh. ro- right? What is wrong? That's the main thing they can't so agree you on. Can't, so uh, you could go in and you have nothing, you know, closets, no skeletons in your closet, but they'll find something because they'll be like, well, we think all of so us will come together. They'll decide it's bad. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So if you just all decide, you, but we don't think it is bad. Well, we think it is bad. The dangerous precedent has been started already, regardless of if he gets impeached or not. The ball is rolling and it's all, it's going to become a fucking shit show and a free for all. And you know what? Good. Let's stop talking about how pointless Congress is and continue talking about it also on Candidate Street. Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Candidate Street? How to get to Candidate Street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there was another Democratic debate last Tuesday in Iowa, and it was the last Democratic debate to be held before primary voting begins in February. But the fucking impeachment trial cock-blocked and upstaged our normal debate coverage. It so very extensive. fuck it. It's extensive coverage. Yeah. It was the lamest of all the debates. Andrew Yang wasn't even there. And Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders got in a friend fight. (laughs) Right. So the basic story behind Uh, the fight is this, you guys. I'm sure you've all seen the fucking stupid fucking bullshit all over social media. But here's the story behind the fight. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders met at her apartment, (laughs) Mm Meow, in D.C. in December 2018. Lest anyone think Elizabeth Warren lives in an apartment. It's her D.C. apartment. Right. So... They got together to hash out who was going to run for the Democratic candidate. Okay, so Bernie was clearly going to run again. And Elizabeth Warren felt like she wanted to run, too. And she laid out the reasons why she thought she should and why she thought, you know, maybe she could win or why it would be good or whatever. And Elizabeth Warren had this for the record had been getting pressured to run since before even Hillary Clinton. Since Obama's last few months, Mm -hmm. people had been begging Elizabeth Warren to Mm -hmm. run, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So she'd been getting pressured for years and. She finally cracked and was yeah. like, you know what, maybe and maybe her ego, who knows, whatever answered the, the siren call. But she finally wanted to do it. So during the meeting, Elizabeth Warren claims that Bernie said he didn't think a woman could win. OK, right. so Bernie Sanders has since denied saying this. And I just want to say, I don't think it's even worth denying. We've all said it. A woman has never won. It's not even fucking wrong or weird to say you don't know or don't think a woman could win or you don't know. I don't fucking blame him for not thinking a woman can win. You know, Hillary Clinton was the most qualified candidate everybody loves to say. And she won the popular vote and still lost. So at this point, I don't even know if the person who wins can win is really the thing. (laughs) So it's like good point right now. Everyone's main focus is on who can get Trump out, who can win. And if he expressed that he was scared that America's sexism would prevail again, there just isn't anything sinister about that to me. They're having a conversation, a brass tax conversation about 
who can win no and if i see one more head talking head be like this just goes to show you that you know a woman can and has the ability to work just as hard as a man like we know we know no one doesn't think that bernie sanders doesn't think that uh-uh, he doesn't think that of how annoying i think he is okay i'm quite sure bernie sanders doesn't think a woman is incapable of no. the job of the presidency. And However, he never even claimed he said that. Right. However, does he voice the thing that we all have said and I will say five million times a day? I don't know that this country is ready to vote for a fucking woman to be president. They can't even have, maybe vice. We don't know. We don't they know. Have, they didn't vote for Sarah Palin. We they don't. They didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. No. This country is sexist. It's sexist. And people have said <sighs> over a million <sighs> times, we don't know if the country's ready. We don't know if the country's ready. Oh, and by the way, we've talked to a million Democrats who are like, we say, who are you interested in? I mean, it just happened in Aspen, and it was like, they all feel bad. I mean, I like Elizabeth Warren and Pete Buttigieg. Right. I'm like, why are you bringing them up? Because right. we're gay and women. Right. But it's like, they all want to be like, but, you know, I don't know that, that Warren, she's too progressive. What they want to say is the pussy's there. The, exactly. She has too much of a pussy. And, uh, and it's just pure sexism the guy who drove us to the thing was like i'm just i don't know elizabeth warren she just scares me it's like why 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 exactly. she scares you because she makes you think of your wife right shut the fuck up right and that's the thing and that's all i mean Ugh. we no one would ever accuse us of being bernie bros or even ever supporting bernie and we like him and he's he he lives on a little ledge on our heart forever and we, he really does and <laughs> yeah. we've come he we've on a, been on a full journey since we started this podcast that's with bernie. true but i'm just like if even we can see that that's bullshit you know, then everybody else should be able to, too. Correct. So CNN hosted the debate and CNN was the place that broke the story the day before the debate. So CNN not only asked about this bullshit during the debate, they left Bernie and Elizabeth's microphones on after the debate was over to catch them having a personal confrontation, which, of course, exploded on social media. So, Mama, everyone's like on social media is like it's fucking cnn planned this they did it all of the bernie supporters are like cnn planned this with elizabeth warren which is just tragic too but i mean honestly i don't blame them it's like i love elizabeth warren and i do to the end of time but i honestly when we heard about this i was like why would her campaign one i don't think that that's something elizabeth warren would do i feel like a campaign advisor convinced her to do it mm-hmm. I'm like, why would she let her campaign do this? And every single person I've asked that to is like, it's getting down to it, man. They got to fucking get into it now. This is how it's going to go. They've, it, they've got the same exact viewpoints. It's all going to come down to these little things. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to come down to that. By the way. Stay friends. Stay classy. Right. And let people choose. And they'll choose a man. Right. And they also don't have the same exact viewpoints. BTW, by the way. Right. She has way more plans. She's way more structured. And she's way more moderate than Bernie Sanders is. So as much as she might think that there's going to be health care for all, she doesn't come out and say, we need health care for all. It's going to happen in two years. And I'm going to pay for it in two years. And here's how it's going to go. She knows that it's she she's way. <laughs> she knows it isn't going to happen. She knows that it, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I know that they're close. They're close knit. Right. But they're not the fucking same. Good point. So. Like, okay. And also, you're right. If you like Bernie and Elizabeth, you're going to vote for Bernie because you're sexist. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And we don't need to have this bullshit. And I'm bummed out that we do. I'm bummed out that now it's like CNN is with Elizabeth Warren. And I'm like, as if I don't turn on CNN and be like, wow, they're so Elizabeth Warren. If anything, I think they're up Pete Buttigieg's fucking ass. And if they did plan to leave the microphones on, then what they did was try to fuck them both over to get Pete Buttigieg more votes. That's my opinion on it. So we have a clip from the debate and they ask um, Bernie Sanders about did he did he say that a woman couldn't okay win or whatever and here's here's how it went down let's not turn to an issue that's come up in the last 48 hours senator sanders cnn reported yesterday that and senator sanders senator warren confirmed in a statement that in 2018 you told her that you did not believe that a woman could win the election why did you say that well as a matter of fact i didn't say it (laughs) Uh, and I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on this because this is what Donald Trump and maybe some of the media want. Uh, anybody <laughs> knows, that, knows that it's incomprehensible that I would think that a woman could not be president of the United States. Go to YouTube today. That's not even the There's statement, video though. Of, the, right. of me 30 years ago. Even he's misunderstanding how it. A woman could become president Defending of the United States. Defending something that no one even asked about. In 2015, I deferred, in fact, to Senator Warren. There was a movement to draft Senator Warren to run for president. And you know what? I said, stayed back. Senator Warren decided not to run, and I did, I did run afterwards. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote 
by three million votes. How could anybody in a million years not believe that a woman could become president of the United States? And let me be very clear. If any of the women on this stage or any of the men on this stage win the nomination, I hope that's not the case. I hope it's me. <laughs> but if they do, Is I that will Joe do Biden laughing? He always laughs. So nice. to make sure that they are elected in order to defeat the most dangerous president in the history of our country. So, Senator Sanders, Senator Sanders, I do want to be clear here. You're saying that you never told Senator Warren that a woman could not win the election. That is correct. Senator Warren, what did you think when Senator Sanders told you a woman could not win the election? <laughs> Interesting. Oof. I disagreed. Bernie is my friend, and I am not here to try to fight with Bernie. But look, this question about whether or not a woman can be president has been raised, and it's time for us to attack it head on. Um, and I think the best way to talk about who can win is by looking at people's winning record. So can a woman beat Donald Trump? Look at the men on this stage. Collectively, they have lost 10 elections. The only people on this stage who have won every single election that they've been in are the women. Okay, so I'm going to stop it there. Okay, so then afterward, CNN leaves the mics hot, hot mics as they call them, which is clearly on purpose. And then they catch with the cameras Elizabeth Warren approaching Bernie Sanders, and then this is the exchange. I think you called me a liar on national TV. What? I think you called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do it right now. You want to have that discussion, we'll have that discussion. You called me. You told me. All right, let's not do it now. I don't want to get in the middle, but I just want to say hi, Bernie. Yeah, good. Okay. Okay. CNN's like about to kill Tom Starr, and then everyone else is like, oh, thank God Tom bugged on and interrupted that. I mean, come on. Come on, Elizabeth Warren. Just come on. Like, who cares what he called you on national TV, number one? I love that all of a sudden it's like, did you just do that on national TV? It's like, I don't know. That's a little canned ham for me. Everything you're doing is on national tv so to speak like you're running so right you know whether cnn broke the story it's like you told his private business on cnn and it's going all around social media it's everywhere fuck national tv nobody even saw that shit it's also not a good look like bernie's my friend i'm not here to fight with bernie and then you went and basically started a fight yeah so mm, i don't like that in the conversation in her Um, apartment in dc mm -hmm. he made her feel he you know we've all been there you get competitive with a friend he was, you right. know, he had clearly was been pissy since 2015, like right. I said before, right. that everybody wanted Elizabeth Warren. He right. wanted to run. Right. And then he got so close to beating Hillary Clinton. He's got a fucking bug up his ass. Yeah. He's mad that that they picked Hillary Clinton over yeah. him. He probably showed up there and was just like, this bitch, how dare she fucking bug on? This is my race to win. I did all the work. I moved the needle. I changed the conversation. And now you're going to roll in and win this shit because everybody's got a fucking heart on for some woman to win. And Well, the- and he never took stock of the fact that no matter how great, even like, and I get that too. You think you're doing this great job. All these people are behind you. You're fucking killing it at the show. But then when it comes to the to the big booking, you're not quite right. And you can't really accept it. No. Nope. And you go on and on you're and on. You're mad at the world for it. And now you're mad and you're just, you know what I mean? And I get that. I do. But, you know, Bernie Sanders has never been able to accept the fact that as much as he's helped and pushed and been amazing and had all these people and all these people behind him, the people in power know He's just not right. And by the way, neither are you, Hillary Clinton. And that's why you're not there. Correct. So yeah. if you felt turned off, you you know, we don't blame you. The whole situation is a giant turn off. But honestly, the only thing that matters is you guys voting and voting in the primary. That's it. Voting for president's not even going to matter. If you hate Elizabeth Warren and you want Bernie Sanders, then you have to you yourself have to get out there and vote in the primary. And you have to get people, you know, to get out there and vote in the primary. And more importantly, Probably the most most of the people, you know, need to register Democrat because there's a long, long list of states that will not let you vote if you are not registered Democrat. They will not let you vote in the Democratic primary. And that's California included. So if you're in any one of these states that we're going to read off, we're going to tweet this. We're going to post it on our Patreon. Any of the states we read, you need to go on, check your voter registration and you need to make yourself a Democrat by the deadline of February 17th. So. Get on it. Get right now on your stupid fucking phone and look and see what you're registered as. And I don't care if it's independent. I don't care if it's not affiliated. Switch to Democrat. Switch to Democrat. We want to be on the books anyway as Demo- as Democrats for a mi- myriad of reasons. But most importantly, a lot of 
all the states I'm reading, you need to be registered as a Democrat to vote in the primary. So Alaska, Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Hawaii, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Washington, <laughs> D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming. Again, those are the states where you need to be a registered Democrat if you want to vote in the primary. If you didn't hear your state, then you good. You good. And as I heard on Meet the Press, Hugh Hewitt's fucking ass said he was going to vote in Virginia and he was going to vote for Bernie Sanders, even though he's a registered Republican and will vote for Trump in November. He's going to vote in the open primary and go down and vote for Bernie. So, hey, if you're in a state. Why? If you're, because he's a fucking he's troll. He's such a little fucking asshole. Yeah, he's a troll. I can't stand Hugh Hewitt. Republicans are trolls. Sorry and not sorry. to ev- I said what I said to everyone who knows Republican. <laughs> Fuck sharing memes on social media this is what matters voting 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 yeah okay now it's time for us to get back to the impeachment drama in our new segment called the clap back Now it's time for our new segment called The Clap Back, where we celebrate a political figure engaged in an exciting clapback. This week featured a clapback involving two of our most prominent and annoying congressmen. Ted Lieu is a Democratic House representative from California. You've seen this guy. He's always on the news and on Twitter being super bitchy to Trump and his cronies. He represents Beverly Hills and the Palisades and all the beach cities. And let me tell you, it shows. Okay. Wow. He's Taiwanese like Andrew Yang, which we completely fucking love. And yes, we've been to Taiwan, but he is serving all the cuntiness that one would expect from the congressman repping B Hills. Okay, now we begged him to come on the podcast and he's always ignored us. So that makes me dislike him in a thirsty, desperate way that would turn on a dime if he ever gave us the time of day. Exactly. Well, tell you clapped back at Devin Nunez this week and it is fucking incredible. So good. Devin Nunes is a disgusting, revolting Republican House representative from the armpit of California, which is halfway between L.A. and San Francisco. His district is the Fresno slash Bakersfield area. He's a notorious Trump shill and asshole. He's broken 900 laws to protect Trump and threw tons of salt in the game during the Russia investigation. Everyone hates Devin Nunes, including the people in his own district who probably don't even realize that he's their own fucking representative. I truly believe that. I agree. I agree. He's such a pussy ass bitch that he's suing (laughs) Twitter for literally for $250 million over two accounts named Devin Nunez's mom and Devin Nunez's cow. Okay. (laughs) He's a litigious loser that represents everything that's wrong with American politics and everything that's wrong with corporate America. He's probably hated Ted Lieu for a while since Ted Lieu is on Twitter 24 seven putting (laughs) bitches on blast. But then last December, Ted Lieu accused Devin Nunes of conspiring with Lev Parnas, who is the shady Ukrainian at the center of all this impeachment drama. Now, Devin Nunes denied any involvement with Lev Parnas and then had his lawyer send Ted Lieu a cease and desist letter. In the letter, Devin Nunes' lawyer demands that Ted Lieu stop any further defamatory statements and then post a retraction to his accusations on Twitter. That's how obsessed Devin Nunes is with Twitter. Yeah. That he's got to have, like, some proof be put yep. out on Twitter. Well, and he, he wants a public apology. Right. And he wants it on Twitter because he can't stand what a fucking joke he is all yeah. over that. Everywhere. And now, you guys, we didn't mention it in the shitstorm, but... Lev Parnas, like I said, he's the shady Ukrainian at the center of all the impeachment drama. The thing was, is that last week, Rachel Maddow interviewed him mm-hmm. in this crazy, like huge interview and a huge get. It was a big career move for Rachel Maddow and it was a big deal in general. But he also spilled all the tea and admitted <laughs> all the fucking nasty Republicans that he was right. involved in. So basically, Ted Lieu, after... Getting the, you know, the cease and desist from Devin Nunes' lawyer. Ted Lieu delivered the Beverly Hills 90210 style clapback <laughs> that no one saw coming. 
So rather than post a retraction, he tweeted the first page of the five-page cease and desist letter along with his own response letter to Nunez's lawyer, which reads exactly this. Okay. Motherfucker tweeted this. I received your letter in which you state that your client, Congressman Nunez, will sue me if I don't, among other actions, issue a public apology to Devin Nunez. It is true that I stated that Congressman Nunez worked with Lev Parnas and conspired to undermine our own government. As you know, truth is defense. So go read the documents and text messages provided by Lev Parnas to the House of Representatives and watch his interview on the Rachel Maddow show that directly implicates Representative Nunez. I welcome any lawsuit from your client and look forward to taking discovery of Congressman Nunez. Or you can take your letter and shove it. And that, Gersenbers, is how you do a motherfucking clapback. Ted Lou's master clapback is the perfect segue into our new favorite segment called Leaving People Voicemails. George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. George, pick up. I know you're screening for Allison. Hey. So, coffee shop? No, I can't. She knows I go there. It's not secure. Hey, I got another call coming in. I gotta let the machine get it. Bye. George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. This segment is called Leaving People Voicemails. The title is pretty self-explanatory, but it basically consists of people leaving other people voicemails. We invented this segment a month ago and we can't stop fucking doing it. (laughs) We're completely obsessed with doing it, having our friends do it, and all of the above. But we know that some of our 14 listeners have strong feelings too, Meow Meow. Mm -hmm. So we announced last week that if you're a Patreon subscriber and you want to be featured on the show, leaving someone a voicemail, then just message us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and we will play your voicemail on the show. So far, I left a voicemail for fecal face Stephen Miller. (laughs) Michael Avenatti left a voicemail for South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. And Roy Black left a voicemail for Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. We've got a few more up our sleeves. We're in the bank. (laughs) But some news popped up this week that could not be ignored. So our good friend Brad Locally, a.k.a. Chardonnay, ring, ring, Chardonnay, had a burning message for Vice President Mike Pence that needed to be left on his voicemail stat. You guys know Brad. He's been on the show a couple times. He did an off-limits with us in 2017, and then he weighed in on the Democratic candidates for us last year, and it was so good that by the end of the interview, I was wasted. (laughs) Well, I was probably wasted because I'm a full-blown alcoholic, but still, Brad is a goddamn autistic genius when it comes to politics. He's got a photographic reading memory, and then he reads everything. Yeah. Well, this week, he read an annoying as fuck op-ed that Vice President Mike Pence wrote in the Wall Street Journal, where he urged Senate Democrats to break ranks and vote against the articles of impeachment. Mike Pence wrote, the question naturally arises, who among the Senate Democrats will stand up to the passions of their party this time? Who will stand up against legislative mob rule and for the rule of law? Who will be the 2020 profile in courage? What a fucking douche. In addition to that bullshit, Mike Pence also compared Trump's impeachment to the impeachment of Andrew Johnson in 1868 and said the similarities were striking. He brought up a Republican senator from Kansas who broke with the party and ended up being the deciding vote to acquit Andrew Johnson. Andrew Jackson? Andrew Johnson. Johnson. Okay. Mike Pence praised the brave senator for facing social ostracism and physical assault for what he did. So... Here is Brad Lokley's voicemails to Mike Pence regarding his shitbag op-ed. And yes, there is more than one voicemail. Chardonnay will not be cut off or silenced. For quality and training purposes, this call may be monitored but will not be recorded. Hi, can you connect me with the office of the vice president? 
unfortunately that office is unavailable, but you can call back tomorrow after 9 a.m. Is there a line where I can leave a message now? For the comments line, where they will take a message from me for the office of vice president. Okay, great. Can you connect me to that? Greetings. Please leave a message and someone will return your call. Thank you. The following message is for Vice President Pence. Please see that he gets it. Thank you. Hey, Mike, it's Brad Locally. Long time no see. Um, and again, you don't need to apologize for bailing out on that Fire Island house share three summers ago. We get it. Your whole life sort of blew up back then, like your boss's cholesterol and obviously tea dances and time away from mother weren't on your dance card anymore, girl. Anywho, I just wanted to congratulate you on your Wall Street Journal op-ed piece. I think it's really going to do the trick. I mean, your totally horseshit take on Andrew Johnson and Edmund Ross is just what I think some of the last logical Republicans will need to flip during the impeachment. I mean, yeah, you phrased it like it was aimed at flipping Democrats, but we all know that that was a smokescreen so that our piece of shit POTUS wouldn't think you were talking to, would think you were talking to Democrats and not actually talking to the sane Republicans of the GOP. I mean, painting Johnson as a th- sympathetic character when we all know he had no intention of continuing Lincoln's plan. I mean, first of all, Lincoln didn't even have a plan. I mean, I'm sure it was on his to-do list right after the second act of Our American Cousin at the theater, but we all know how that turned out. Blam! I mean, Johnson literally said... This is a country for white men, and by God, as long as I'm president, it shall be a government for white men. And if that doesn't sound like Stephen Miller from talking inside your boss's ass, I don't know what does. And good for you for comparing Johnson to Trump. I mean, the real reason for Johnson's impeachment was his abuse of powers, his complete disregard for the Civil War by pardoning hundreds of Confederates a day, and then reinstating them back into the state legislatures, allowing them to uh, pass black code laws that basically recreated slavery without calling it slavery, right? Because a rose by any other name would... Greetings. Please leave a message and someone will return your call. Thank you. Girl, good for you for comparing Johnson to Trump. I mean, the real reason of Johnson's impeachment was his abuses of power. Oh, God, and nice work bringing up Edmund Ross. I mean, child, has anyone thought about that 10-pound bag of shit stuffed into a five-gallon hat in the last century? I will say it was a little low, quoting JFK's shitty book on all this. I mean, he was a great speaker and clearly dicking down a lot of gorgeous gals, but he was also an amphetamine addict whose American history knowledge extended to the end of his father's forked tongue. And we all know he was dead wrong, if you'll pardon the pun, about Johnson and Ross. I mean, Ross took bribes to to get his vote on impeachment and used it as a goodie bag of bullshit from Johnson to get favors Anywho, I know you're busy, and Mother's probably listening in at the door with that water glass, so I'll just say that I think the thinly-veiled campaign to show other Republicans, not Democrats, just how like Johnson Trump really is, from his cuddling of the KKK, to his abuses of powers, to his quid pro quo, no you didn't, girl, it's subtle genius. You've basically laid out for anyone with the ability to Google Johnson and Ross, and the rest of those human skid marks, all the reasons why Trump is exactly like them and should be impeached to the fullest extent. Listen, babe, once he's impeached and if you don't go to jail for all your crimes as well and whatever, why don't you, me, and mother go out for brunch? It's time she and I finally buried the hatchet. All right, babe. Kisses. Love you. Ciao, babe. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the hideous political climate right now. And per usual, we are overworked, underpaid, and out of time this week more than ever. And I'm curious to see what this bitch has pulled out of her ass. So tell us, Meow Meow, what is your so there's that moment for this week? This week's so there's that as well. (laughs) You know what? It's just, it's my prerogative. You know why? Because I'm a woman. Thank you. Exactly. And uh, I mean, 
And women have toiled for hundreds of years in order for me to decide what I'm going to do and change my mind if I want to. Oh, that's what Wendy Williams says, because I'm a woman and I can change my mind. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. We're women and we can say what we want, when we want, do when all of the above. That's right. We can go to your hotel room in a provocative outfit, let you pull out a condom, get your dick right there, and then we can go, you know what? I'm not feeling it. And then that's goodbye. correct. You can that's do that. My right, motherfucker. That is your right. And you may leave. And that person needs to. I don't know what they do. Slam their dick against the fucking <laughs> Drill a toilet hole in bowl. The Whatever you need to do, do it. But that's your problem at that point. Now, let me read something to you. And I want you to tell me if this sounds familiar to you. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. What? I forgot. I wasn't listening. I was looking at my own picture on the wall. Okay. Uh, I think that sounds true. <laughs> Does it sound familiar? Oh. Does it sound oh. familiar? <laughs> yeah, it sounds familiar. We hold, let, me yes. read, let, yes. let, me, let me read it again. Okay. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. Yes, that sounds familiar. It does? Yeah. Do you know what that's from? Um, I'm going to say it's from like the Constitution. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're close, but you're wrong. The, and what you're thinking is the Declaration of Independence. However, this... Same diff. Right. However, this is not the Declaration of Independence, oh. even though it sounds like it, but it is supposed to be like it. It is called the Declaration of Sentiments, which was signed at the very first Women's Rights Convention in Seneca Falls, New York, in 1848. It was from there that the snowball of women's voting rights would be started. Mm. We're all aware of the fact that women have been property pawns. That probably is in the Declaration of Independence. What's in the Declaration of Independence is we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Oh. What they did was add women to oh. it. And they have an entire declaration that called the Declaration of Sentiments, which is all basically the Declaration of Independence, but like... Including women. Including women. And right. Stuff. We're people too. Yeah. Right. We so, should kill every man <laughs> for living. Now, we're all aware of the fact that women have been property, pawns, and bridges of power for men since the beginning of time. There have been over the years of history recorded women who have attained actual power and who have secured themselves some semblance of respect. And apparently women in New Jersey prior to 1807 who, if they owned land, they could vote. Cool. But after 1807, no woman in the United States, whether she owned land or not, was going to, like, step on the man's toes and do voting. He wasn't going to have it. So women started rumbling and taking their periods into private meetings and groups and talking in the shadows and plotting their husbands and fathers' deaths, even though they knew they couldn't even kill them because they would just be given away to some other right. Harvey Weinstein motherfucker and exactly. all their worldly possessions would be handled by their dumbass brothers or some shit. So, like the good smart women they are, the plotting began in secret and under the noses of the dumb, stupid, power-hungry, inferiority, complicated, heterosexual men. Fine. Years go on. And not to dumb it down, but to dumb it down. Basically, the women's movement was part born due to the anti-slave movement because they were all like, oh, my God, no one sees us as human beings either. This blows. Let's <laughs> fucking like get together and not be property. But times change and it's all learning and we all grew. Then a couple chicks got together and started like the American suffragette movement. They were definitely on their periods. Oh, yeah. They were PMSing like oh, yeah. a mofo. Which is what I started to discuss at the beginning. It took from 1848 until 1920 for women to get the actual right to vote. There's many, many, many women involved, but super famous ones are Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Lucretia Mott, Alice Paul, Susan B. Anthony, Sojourner Truth. Here's some <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Elizabeth Warren Mott. They'll all be there tonight at the 57th Oscar Awards. <laughs> Lucretia Moody Mills. <laughs> Sidebar, I'm pretty sure Susan B. Anthony was less. In looking at this So There's That this week, I ended up in a fucking suffragettes movement's motherfucking 19th Amendment K-hole for the ages. And Susan B. Anthony, I want to tell you, fucking <laughs> you gay, drove bitch. a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. You love pussy, I mean, bitch. She munched on a box and could never forget it. <laughs> she wasn't married and spent her life fighting for women's rights. I mean, I bet money the bitch was fucking... She's a dyke you know on bike. I mean? Please. And she took her two-wheeled all-metal bicycle with one huge, one big wheel and one tiny <laughs> wheel. And she fucking, she would go like, vroom, vroom. she'd be like, yeah. So she'd do act ass where she's like, hey, want to ride, lady? Oh, yeah, for you sure. Want to ride, Lucretia? I think all women should have rights. We're going to go to the voting center now. <laughs> I'm going to pedal us over there. 
Don't lose so. your cherry on the handlebars of the bike, Lucretia. Yeah, you don't want when your dad gives you that virgin test later <laughs> for anything to be missing. Now, <laughs> between all this time, we've got women suffragettes, black and white, women starting groups for their right to vote and be seen as literally just to be seen as human. Across the span of this time, women were arrested, beaten, and tortured. Finally, in 1920, we got the amendment for the Constitution, and it was passed by the House and the Senate. Also, sidebar, it would take four more years for Native American men and women to get the right to vote, and 30 more years for Asian Americans to get full rights to vote in this country. Crazy. Julie talks about this stuff, and it's like, you know, it's fun making funny Susan B. Anthony being a dyke on bike and stuff, but it's just like, this wasn't that long ago. No. It's fucking scary, man. Yeah. So this week, there were commemorative commemorative marches all over the country. I know we like to make and poke fun at the vagina hat wearing thirst buckets um, oh, marches. Love but it. The truth I'll is- never give up my pleasure of making fun of the thirst buckets at the women's marches. Don't take away my no, few joys. We won't. But the truth is, the fact that we can even make fun and have the power and freedom to be cunts is due to the women's <laughs> suffragist movement. That's right. We couldn't even sit on this podcast and make fun of other women. Come on. <laughs> if it wasn't for them. Why there isn't a suffragist day, and I mean a national holiday. No, apparently in August there's like a, there is a, there's a, a, a commemorative day, but there's not a national holiday, a women's suffragist movement national That's holiday. That's probably because that word is, so is insufferable. For, or then make it a Susan B. <laughs> Anthony day or a Sojourner Truth day or pick one of the women to choose from like you do with MLK because those women are just as important we have Columbus and presidents, like I say, Columbus and presidents and MLK and Christmas, but we don't have a national holiday commemorating the fact that it was the women's movement that allowed and afforded us our rights as we know them. I am moved and heartened by this particular year because I had to go and look during this impeachment trial and all the bullshit these men are doing and take a beat to learn about our right to vote. I know the impeachment is discouraging and the House and Senate and all their bullshit feels like Nothing matters. And you say to yourself, well, why do I even bother voting? But I would encourage every one of you to go and just go on YouTube and watch some of these videos on the 19th Amendment and try not to fucking cry. Try not to be moved and have it empower you and inspire you and shame you into voting. If you don't vote, you are shitting on the women who fought and bled and died and were tortured and put their lives on the line in order to make it possible for us not to be property. Literally, we were property. I don't care if you're in California or New York or whatever blue state you have a duty and a responsibility to (laughs) these women who fought for you and for us. If for no other reason than to put your voice in the hat and go, yeah, I fucking voted, asshole, and I made my opinion clear and I made it count. And if you don't, then you need to know that when it comes to whatever goes down in the government or in politics, you have to bend over and take it. If I hear one more time, I'm not going to vote. It doesn't matter. The Electoral College. I just don't like either candidate. Or fine. And listen, we got it. Okay? That's fine. But just think of all the women who fought so hard to make it possible for you to vote. And if you're not white, think of how extra hard you were fought for. Black women who were kept doubly down and rose up to say, go fuck yourself. Do it for them. So go and look at all the women and men and people who are gathering in cities across America who are commemorating the 19th Amendment and let it inspire and guide you to the voting booths. Because even if your vote gets tossed in a garbage can and put in the Electoral College blender, it still matters because what you're saying is thank you. Thank you to the women who fought so hard and thought about my future and the future of all women and people who are to be made less than people by law. Say thank you to them and thank... It's like when they offer you the fucking stupid business biscotti on the flight and you don't want the biscotti and you know it has more salt in it because they make everything real sodium up in the sky so you can taste it but you take the biscotti and you take the cheese it's why because you paid for the flight it's it's there it's your right to have it so you take it even if you end up even if it ends up in the electoral college electoral (laughs) college blender called the trash can Mm -hmm. when you get to the salt lake fucking airport Mm -hmm. you still take it because it's your right you paid for the flight it's the same concept somebody fought for you to do that it's your right when you don't do it it's really it's a slap in the face Exactly. So thank the women who fought so hard for us. Thank them for giving us a future. Thank them and think of them. Maybe think of that. Think of them when you're casting your vote and tell the universe that you, in fact, you do matter. Your voice matters. Your vote matters and that they mattered. And you know what else? Being a free cunt matters. So there's that.
so that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much, and we are so truly grateful for all 14 of you in Money 20. <laughs> if you haven't already, please sign up for the Patreon podcast at www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. It's only $1 for a whole extra hour podcast per week and $2 for two whole extra hour long pa- podcasts per week. That's major. Okay. Lots of podcasts at Patreon podcasts, but very few offer you two different separate hour podcasts per week. And like we said last week, you are welcome to set a monthly cap. If you only want to pay $2 a month, then set that cap, girl. You only can, that's all you need to do. Set the fucking cap and pay $2. That's fine. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And salty. Ring, ring, (laughs) Chardonnay. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, It'll all seem all right I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania (laughs) Why don't you stay for the night? Or maybe a bite I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. 